0: Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing, so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from Innovabuzz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast.
1: Just get out there and help people provide value As you're doing that, you'll find yourself being built up in the minds of the people that you're talking to as, as a thought leader, as an expert, which is really good because as they discover that they may need your products or services, you'll be top of mind because you've taken the time to actually help them.
0: Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. If you haven't heard my recent conversations yet with business owner and investment advisor Lane Kowoka, and with multiple business owner, entrepreneur, and an expert in creative problem solving and time management, Amanda Fergill, then do check them out, but only after you've listened to today's conversation. Because I'm really excited today to have as my guest on the InnovaBuzz podcast, Bob Woods, Bob was one of the first people on LinkedIn, literally. He joined in December 2002 when LinkedIn was just a few months old and he's never looked back. An award-winning salesperson, Bob has utilised LinkedIn and social selling even before social selling was a thing. Bob has trained and coached sales professionals around the world at companies big and small to effectively use LinkedIn. And other tools to start sales conversations with qualified buyers. Specific companies where he has trained salespeople and teams include Experian, Penn Mutual, State Street, Fiserv, Trios, and UPS. In our conversation today, Bob talked to me about converting LinkedIn connections to conversations and then building relationships. We talked about how to authentically make an offer on LinkedIn. And we talked about, instead of talking about helping, just help. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Bob Woods. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast today from the greater Lexington area. Kentucky, in the USA, Bob Woods. Bob is a LinkedIn trainer and strategist. Welcome to the Innova buzz podcast, Bob. It's a real privilege to have you as my guest.
1: Thank you, Jeremy, and I. I most certainly appreciate uh, being able to speak with you today on, on your very esteemed podcast. Thank you, and you're also a host of
0: your own podcast, or co-host. You've got a, a few people on that show, which is called the Weekly Making Sales Social Podcast yeah uh, and um, one of the things that you mention either on the sh- on the page of the podcast or on your main web page is converting connections to conversations. and yep. I really love that kind of tagline because you know most people look at connections and and we'll be talking a lot about LinkedIn today look at connections on LinkedIn as once I've connected great, I've got this wonderful product or service, please buy my service. And so they're to, they're thinking converting connections to sales. Um And I love the idea of start a conversation first. You know, get to know yep. the person, find out whether yep. they need your stuff first. <laughs> and, yeah. and then that, that starts a relationship. So I'm really looking forward to digging into all of that today. But before we do that, what impact are you making in the world today, Bob?
1: Just, um, when it comes to, to sales, just really in, encouraging people to do, to do two things. One, be authentic and genuine. And that all comes in through the, um, converting connections to conversations. And the other thing, which, which kind of goes in our, uh, in our philosophy is, is one of the quotes that, that we use is stop, stop talking about helping people and just help people. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I like that one too yeah. we um we've we've got um a prime minister here, so I'm going to out myself here a little bit, but we've got a prime minister here that um you know the the satirists say it's the Department of public relations he basically talks talks about doing stuff, never does anything, so you know talking about helping people versus actually just getting in and helping them is is you know a huge difference, and I think that's how to differentiate yourself today from you know from the masses out there, because unfortunately, most people just talk about it,
1: yeah, I mean, number one, I would say that that's not a problem that's dated to just Australia. I would say that it's <laughs> most any politician anywhere does does that type of thing, no matter what side of the aisle or aisles uh depending on where you're at um it's just you know it's just how that operates and and when it comes to uh, sales people don't have to be like that even though there are a lot of people out there who are still like that so you know just uh, j- just get out there and help people provide value and uh, as as you're doing that you'll find yourself being built up in the minds of the people that you're talking to as as a thought leader as an expert which is really good because as as they discovered that they may need your products or services you'll be top of mind because you've taken the time to actually help them. I mean, imagine that just help people without, without getting any money from it. Oh my God, we can't have that. But yet it, 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 it works because it's, it's authentic, it's genuine and, and you really are helping people and, um, and and people who, who may be in your pipeline or whatever you want to call it, they will remember that. And they will come back to you because you then have that top of mind status in their minds, essentially.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's the way I look at it. And I think many people kind of think that they're giving away secrets and will help people do the stuff that they work with them on so that they can do it on their own. What they yeah. get is that most people don't want to learn to do new things on their own. They want to focus mm-hmm. on what they're good at. And as you say, as soon as somebody gives that level of help, um, and that level of transparency and authenticity,
1: uh, they become top of mind. Exactly, exactly. And then the other thing that also happens is, is you know, especially when it comes to to what I do, uh, and and there's, I'm sure, a lot of other industries where this happens too. You you teach someone to do something, they start doing it, and then they they realize, whoa, I don't think I can do everything. Mm. that this person talked to me about and then they'll they'll reach back out and then perhaps you can start a sales conversation at that point
0: yeah yeah okay well we might dig into that a little bit more because i've written down a question that came up for me there but i'd like to start off before we get on to that i'd like to start off with this idea of converting convert converting connections to conversations um, particularly in the arena of linkedin and You know, I mentioned earlier that what I see a lot when I connect, when I accept a connection request, and I don't accept a lot of connection requests, so I actually look to see, you know, has the person taken time to send me a personalized message is number one. Yes. And and, um, if they haven't, I'm less inclined to even look at their profile. I usually ignore them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then I look at the profile and say, do we have something in common? Is there something that we could talk about? And if the answer to those two is yes, then I connect. Even with that, that little filter, um, I still often get then the first response, Hey, thanks for connecting, buy my stuff, kind of yeah. response. Um, connect and pitch. Yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> um, what's the correct way to kind of take that next step then? Once, once you've made a new connection on LinkedIn, what should you be doing first?
1: Yeah. So, um, if you're someone who is, who is out there and and looking to make a connection with with just say you, for example, and they do have something that they think that you might be interested in. But again, it, it's a question of might be interested in, mm. you know, a lot of people go out there and just assume that everybody wants their stuff and they yeah. treat everyone like that. And that's not authentic, obviously. So instead, what they can do is immediately or not immediately doesn't even have to be immediately. By the way, if you get someone who responds to you immediately after you connect, chances are that they're actually using automation, Mm. which is, which is something big on LinkedIn right now, unfortunately, because automation takes all of the authenticity out of it because it's a bot doing all the work. Essentially Mm -hmm. The, the person who's sending it doesn't even, you know, likely is not even, um, behind that, uh, that response personally. And that's not always the case. Sometimes someone may be just on LinkedIn and they catch it and they send a reply or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it doesn't happen all the time, but I would say a lot of the times it's, it's automation. It's not even the person actually typing in the response. So, um, so with that in mind, um, you know, let's say I'm going to you and I'm, and I'm trying to see if there's a need for social selling for you, which obviously there, there isn't, but let's just say that you're at a company that, that, that might need that. Um, the, the best way to really just start a conversation is to obviously not pitch your, um, your product or service right away. There's a couple of different things that you might want to do. Number one is to actually send a quick video from your phone that you record on your phone, just saying, you know, Hey, Juergen, thanks for, accepting my connection request. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, there's a piece of content that I have that I think that you might be interested in. If you are, and, and, and you may explain what it is about at, at that point. If you're interested, please let me know and I'll send you the link. So there's two things that happen there. One, especially because you're doing it via video. You, Jurgen, can actually see me, see that I'm a real person, someone who is genuinely interested in you, because I took the time to record the video and everything. And um, and the second thing that it does is that it lets you opt in to actually getting that content piece. So you're not sending a link to the content piece immediately. We actually did a uh, a, a very small study on on our side, and we tested out both just sending out the link. Um, without being you know without permission and then asking for permission the response rates between the just sending it without asking permission and the uh, people who said yeah sure I want to see that it was like 18 percent for the ones without permission and like 60 to 70 percent with permission so again that shows authenticity it actually shows respect that you're not you know some people see it as spamming I don't I don't know if I would go that far but it's in the eye of the beholder at that point. And if the person sees it as spam, then it's spam. So, um, so you know, that's a way to start warming up a relationship on LinkedIn before you even think about um, proposing a a phone call or, or Zoom meeting with them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I find it a little surprising that that would be considered spam because, I mean, you've taken the time to do a personalized video message. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're offering me something, but you're not offering to sell me anything at this stage. And also mm-hmm. you're offering me something in a way that I can ignore that offer and that you know, nothing else happens, there's nothing untowards happens. Or if I right. respond to that, then you send me the link and I still don't have to click on the link and accept the offer, right? So I've got two sure. yeah. two chances to sort of change my mind back away. Um Right. Yeah. But I really That's like okay. the Yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, everybody has a choice. Uh, yep. But I really like the video approach, and I, I use this, and um, I do it slightly differently. I send, I look at the, um, so if I've got accepted a connection request, I'll look, I have looked at the person's um, profile, but I'll look through in a little bit more detail to find, you know, what, what do we have in common? So let's say, we have in common the idea that the first thing you want to do with new connections is start a conversation so i'd probably send you a video and say hey bob thanks for reaching out to connect i'm really glad to meet you and i see you know you're all about converting connections to conversations i love the whole idea of doing that rather than just you know trying to sell somebody you meet first time or give them your business card i'd really be curious to find out more um, would you be interested to Jump on a 15 minute call and just compare notes. So that's one of the responses I use. And sure. actually, a lot of people are actually prepared. I mean, that's kind of the converting it to a conversation. A lot of yeah. people are actually prepared to jump on that call. And in that call, I don't sell them anything. I just say, Hey, tell me more about your background. And, um, you know, and then usually they'll respond or tell me about your background. And, and then we just get to know one another better. And at the end of the call, we say, do we want to continue this conversation? Or um, do we just kind of put it back into LinkedIn,
1: into the normal sort of Mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn? It's kind of like you've taken our training a little bit there, <laughs> because because that's a lot of, uh, of of what we teach. Now I'm I'm going to interrupt really quick because you had talked about um, the initial send of the connection request. So ever so a lot of the stuff that you just mentioned, imagine putting that into the initial connection request. So that involves going to the person's profile before you send the the connection request try to find some things that you have in common or or you know if if there's an interest you might have in in something that's in their profile really try to personalize it beyond the hey i saw you on linkedin i looked at your profile saw some interesting stuff let's connect i mean because you don't have to um you don't have to look at the person's profile to know that plus if they check the who's viewed your profile part and they don't see your name in it. And you said that you've seen their profile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're sunk at that point. So, um, you know, all of that stuff, should actually, you know, all of that authenticity and, and, and really trying to get to know someone should start in the actual connection request. And then, and then once it's accepted, then they can do, you know, what you, you and I suggested at, at, at that point, I'm just saying that, 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 yearning for knowledge and trying to connect with someone should actually start within the connection request itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've certainly done that. I mean, I often follow up if I meet somebody at at events that I think I'd I'd love to continue the conversation with. One of the things I will do is go onto LinkedIn to find them there and I'll send them a connection request with a video. Mm-hmm. And I'll you know the video will yeah. either say, "Hey Bob, we met at this event. Mm-hmm. We had a brief chat. Unfortunately, we didn't get to chat longer because of whatever." And um, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and continue the conversation. And I see also that you're really all about starting conversations on LinkedIn. I'm really passionate about you know sure. conversations as the first step to building relationships. So talk about something that we have in common, and then just. Send that as the connection request, so that that um, and people come back and they're they're blown away by that, so yeah all absolutely. It, all it takes it's actually quicker than typing all it takes is it a little be. bit of interest in the person and then hit record on your video camera
1: yeah so I, the one thing that that I'd like to point out is that um you can't do that through just like regular linkedin you you need to have like um I forget the the names of the video, um, like, um, bomb bomb or something like that. So I just want to let people know that you can't do that normally without a special piece of software to do that within the connection request. But once the, uh, but, but once the, uh, request has been accepted and, and you can start messaging with one another, at that point, you can start putting video in without having any of those specialized tools.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize that because I've got these tools. I mean, there's tools like Loom and Vidyard, yeah. and
1: yeah, thank you, thank Dub
0: you. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, i That I like it. Yeah, they're um they're plugins for, or they have plugins mm-hmm. for your browser, and all you do is click on the little yep. icon in the browser, and mm-hmm. up comes a record window, and then you can send that through LinkedIn. Yep. So that's really good. Yeah, that's good point. You do need that additional software, but it's not, it's, you can use the free versions of any of those bits of software and, um, you know, two minute video takes you two minutes. And yes, you have to find out about the person. That takes a little bit of time, but unless, you know, if you want to gain value from building a relationship with someone, you want to find out about them first. Sure. Or you should. (laughs) (laughs) You should, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of you know you mentioned if you say I've looked at your profile or I see this, make sure that you actually did. Um, it reminds me of a lot of the pictures I get to come on this podcast, and I, I immediately know if it's true or not because you know the, there must be a template out there somewhere that says, "Hey, I just discovered your podcast. I've become a huge fan, and I listen to every episode." and I'd love to come on your show. Here's all, all the stuff about me. So that's, you know, I call, I call that the me, me, me pitch because, you know, they, they have a standardized opening template, which doesn't tell you anything about what they listened to or what they liked, um, Mm -hmm. which suggests that they probably didn't. They found you on Google. Um, (laughs) And then, and then it's, okay, it's all about me, all about me. Or you know the the worst ones I've had are I left you a five star review you know and I've got extensive reporting on what sure. reviews come in so, <laughs> there yeah. hasn't been a new five star review so <laughs> obviously they're lying
1: yeah oops yeah yeah it's pretty hard to build authenticity when you start off like that which is the same thing on on, on LinkedIn as well in fact the 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 parallels are pretty stunning I think
0: actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right
0: that reminded me. <laughs> it reminded me of that pitch. All right. Now I did want to come back. You talked about, you know, if you if you're going to don't talk about helping people, just help them. Mm-hmm. And there is this concept, I think people are still struggling. I mean what I see you know, some people struggle with the idea of, hey, if I give away too much people won't need my help anymore. But a lot of the people I work with have this mindset of I want to help people. I want to make a difference. So they give, Mm -hmm. give things away. What they struggle with is finding that boundary between, okay, from, you know, when we cross that boundary, now you have to reward me. You have to pay me for a service. You have to buy something as opposed to I'm just going to keep giving you information. So how do we find
1: that balance? Yeah. So I think at some point with, Let me back up a little bit. I I think that some people are going to be like that, where they're just on, in, in terms of the person who is gaining this help, some people are always going to be like, I'm going to get as much and as much as much as possible out of this person. And then I'm going to ghost them, basically. And I, I think that, you know, for people who are on our side of that equation, we basically know when we're starting to push that line into, you know, into maybe being used a little bit and, 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 you know, possibly at, at that point, you might want to start suggesting a little more about coming on board as, as a client so that, um, you know, you can truly help them in a one-to-one type of way and in, in a way where, where there's more time than like 15 or 30 minutes and you can really schedule awesome stuff so that, so that, um, we as, as, as salespeople and, and for myself as trainer who can, can actually go in and discover some specific things to do for that person that might not be discussed in a, in, in a more general discovery, quote unquote type of call. But I think that most people aren't like that. And most people will kind of go, you know, it, and it, and it may take a couple of, of phone calls or zoom meetings, but I think that most people, if they're interested, if there's a need for it and if you built yourself in an authentic way and you've proven yourself to be the expert or the thought leader in your industry because of that relationship that's there it should be pretty natural there's always going to be exceptions but it should be kind of natural at that point the only way that it wouldn't be natural is you know number one they're just using you or number two they still might be shopping you at that point which is you know is always going to happen or number three, they're just as they talk to you more, they may determine that okay, maybe I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah. So we've had we've had some some clients who have been following us and we've had conversations with for two, three, and four years, and yet at some point those clients have come to us and said, okay, now I'm ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a bunch of possibilities. So yeah, often. I think often we have this mindset of, you know, the person said no, so they don't like me or, or I'm too expensive and, and place some meaning there. But like you say, mm-hmm. maybe a whole bunch of other reasons. And, and one of the common ones I think is that people are not ready.
1: Yeah. 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 And it could be just that. So, you know, uh, one of, one of the old sales, sales sayings that I learned even before I got started. And this is, you know, it's not necessarily, no, it's just not yet.
0: Not yet, yeah. Yeah. And which come, brings me back to conversations again. So mm-hmm. I guess the, you know, the standard mechanical stuff would say, okay, that person said no, I'm not ready, or basically they've said no. And mm-hmm. so the systems, if, if you've got a, a mechanical kind of system set up for sales, they kind of get parked into, um, you know, much less communication, or so on. And mm-hmm. so, what do you suggest is the right way to approach those
1: people? Yeah. So a couple of different things. One, um, because hopefully they're they're using LinkedIn, they they will still probably continue to see your content. As you put it out assuming that your first degree connections with them so you have to become a first uh, first degree connection with these people otherwise it won't work so um what you can also do is let's just say that you share a valuable uh piece of content and and you're like oh i know who might be interested in this uh juergen might be interested in this so what you can do is actually within linkedin click um click the share button on there so that a new conversation uh message window comes up and you could just drop them a real quick note saying you know hey i just published this content um this this piece on xyz and i immediately thought of you um let me know what you think of it when you have a chance and at that point because you have the conversation uh and you've had conversations and you've got a relationship started with them already you don't need to do the permission thing Mm -hmm. Uh, at, at at that point you would just click send and then, you know, maybe in a couple of days follow up and just say, you know, just wondering if you had a chance to, to see this or not, and then kind of go from there. So that's probably the best and easiest way to do it. And I don't know if I would put it on a schedule necessarily because it's going into their, um, it's going into their messaging inbox. It will, it will kind of feel artificial in terms of you know okay every two weeks i'm going to reach out to them or every month i'm going to reach out to them or whatever do it a little more naturally a a little bit more organically but that is one way to 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 kind of keep pinging on their radar while um you know while they're making uh you can even do this if they're making a decision about something you know about your product versus someone else's or if they're just going to go with you you know, just, you know, just every once in a while, just strip a, a, a good, valuable piece of content that does apply to them. I mean, don't send them a generic study or whatever, unless you think it's really going to help them, obviously. Mm. But it's all about being of value and being of value in an authentic way. Yeah,
0: well, there's, I mean, there's two really important points there that I really love. That's being what you said at the end, being of value and being of value in an authentic way. And, and just having those natural conversations. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we talk about making marketing human again, and, and what you've outlined there to me is kind of like family and friends, right? I, uh, yeah. I do have a reminder, yeah, I looking. do have a reminder system set up where I get, um, reminded, Hey, you haven't talked to so-and-so for a while, but it, it's not, you know, it's not a rigid schedule. It's just a reminder right. to me to. 'Cause often I, I forget when was the last time I talked to so and so, you know, so many things <laughs> happen. And sure. but it's it's like I'll ring up and I'll say, Hey, how are you doing? We haven't spoken for a while. I just wanted to see how you hear how you were doing. And that's mm-hmm. what you do with friends. So, you know, just yep. like that.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, um you know, friends and family, I mean you should you should view those people like that, but if they're not a client yet, you may want to have something to offer them sure while you're making that call yeah. rather than just a a a catch-up call i mean yeah. which is but, the adding, um, va- adding value call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly but still it could be friendly you know it, i i mean because especially if you're gender you know genuinely interested in and in, in how they're doing you know like you know if you and i would have started a conversation like six months ago I might have reached out three months ago depending on when you were in quarantine there and i don't remember exactly when but like during the the middle of your quarantine i might have said you know i might have called you and said you know hey are you pulling your hair out yet and um you know and then maybe suggest whatever piece of content. i can't think of anything right right now but you know hey hey i came across something you know while you're in quarantine you may want to look at this do you mind if i send it to you
0: yeah yeah and being topical as well and and yeah, yeah ep- very topical. having empathy for the other per- having empathy for the other person sort of say well yeah, um, yeah you're in lock lockdown it must be frustrating, here's something mm-hmm. that might or, or I have something that might interest you uh, here's an event that a lot of people get together on zoom for example, and just um compare notes on how their business is doing in in the pandemic that that would be sure
1: mm. that's that would be fantastic. And, mm. and and you and you would want to receive that.
0: Yep, exactly. Yep. All right. Well you talk you know, you've talked quite a bit about adding value and um if you're going to help, don't talk about helping help. Uh, <laughs> one of the things you do quite a bit on is is how to use content wisely and how to build that thought leadership on linkedin so have you got some tips for us there How, how do we get started on that or how do we do a bit of an audit if we're active on linkedin how do we do a bit of an audit to improve what we're doing
1: yeah so um one of the things that 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 we're really hot on right now because um because the linkedin algorithm uh research has shown and, and there's a gentleman in, in Europe and I always fully credit him because we do not have the resources to do the type of, of research that, that, that he does. But his name is Richard Vander Bloom. V-A-N-D-E-R-B-L-O-M. Follow him on LinkedIn because he has terrific stuff when it comes to what's working with the algorithm and what's not working with the algorithm. And that means that if you, you know, if you, if you send your content in a way that favors the algorithm, it's going to have a much better chance of being seen in other people's news feeds. So anyhow, back to one of the biggest, uh, one of the most favored types of content right now in the LinkedIn algorithm is polls. So a lot of people who are on LinkedIn all the time, and they listen to me saying this they're going to say oh my god i cannot stand another poll on linkedin because a (laughs) lot of people do use polls on linkedin the problem is a lot of the polls on linkedin suck and um they're just uh there's 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 no planning behind them a lot of times they're just like okay why is this person even doing this sometimes is the 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 answers because you only get four answers that that you can provide and you only have 30 characters to even put the, um, the, uh, the content of the answer in there. So, so there are some inherent problems with that, but a lot of times these polls just don't add value. So if you do a poll in a way that does add value, especially if you promise that you will provide uh, results of the poll once it's done in a separate uh, post, Number one, there's, there, there's, there's more value there because people are actually going to see, you know, what the results of, of, of the poll were. But the poll itself has to be on, on a topic that, that people really care about. And then the answers need to be delineated so that they're, you know, very specific. And then what I would suggest when you do a poll is to have three real answers and then the, the fourth one be other. And then, um, post in, you know, put in comments below or some, or, or whatever fits in that 30 characters. I forget right now. So that you're encouraging people to actually comment on the poll as well. And a lot of times people will just comment in and of themselves, especially because the algorithm, um, once people start commenting on, especially if they start commenting on it within the first two hours of it was published, uh, the algorithm will actually push the poll up more so that more people see it but um you know make sure that the poll is engaging and that it brings value is very clear about what you want to do and then just as important as the poll questions itself is the text that you put in above in the post itself so like that first paragraph should be really strong about whatever it is that you're looking for and then you should explain it a, a, a little bit more. Make sure it's about 150 words because, because that's what the algorithm likes. And, you know, don't ramble on and on, but don't make it too short either. Make it interesting and make it so that people will see value in the poll and in by answering it and then they'll get value in the comments as well and then you have to reply to every single comment that's made as well you can't post and ghost in these a lot of times people um post and then they get comments and this is about any type of post in general (laughs) they'll 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 post something sometimes they'll get some really good comments in but they never go back and reply to the, the the people who are commenting which Hurts you number one because you're missing out on a valuable conversation that's happening online that you can take offline, and number two, it's just rude. Mm. It's it's just rude to not comment when people are taking the time to comment on your own post. And again, that could be said about any post.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of valuable tips there, and I I guess one of the things I'm curious about on polls, and and I mean I'm interested that people saying, oh, not another poll, because I haven't noticed all that many uh, polls. Um, You're in the minority, which is good. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's good that most polls on there suck because it's an opportunity, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah exactly. The yeah. bar is pretty you, you, low, so you can jump yeah. over it easily. Um, yeah, you can definitely stand above. Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking about a poll, I'm thinking, well, okay, here's something I'd like to know, I'd be curious about. So I was, as you were speaking, I was thinking, podcasting you know how many podcasts do you listen to or um you know do you prefer listening to audio only or do you would you rather see a video Mm -hmm. of two people having a conversation on a podcast that that would be an interesting question for me to have answered by other people because it it would kind of inform me as to you know should i be adding video to this podcast or not which is a question that i often ask myself and occasionally a guest will say hey adding video could
1: Add value to it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's actually what, called, I'm sorry. And that's actually called social listening, which is another good reason to do polls as well, because you can get feedback on the stuff that you're thinking about. And we yeah. teach a lot about social listening, but one of the great ways to socially listen to what your audience, your, your connection wants is to ask them a question. And mm. the best way to do that is in polls. So you're, so okay. you're tracking perfectly with that.
0: Yeah. I guess what I was, Curious about was that's all about me. It's kind of giving, you know, asking other people to help me understand mm-hmm. something or, um, how can I add value to my podcast? Give me some suggestions. What would be in it for the poll participant? What could I do to make the poll actually add value to the participants even before? even before the results so you know they might they might be curious about the same things so they're interested in the results of the poll but what what value could i add before that
1: yeah well i would say first of all you may not want to frame it like this is something that i want to know for me Mm -hmm. me well yeah i'm just (laughs) spelling this out here to make to paint that contrast but, but i actually do think that people in your audience should 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 probably be cognizant of that they should frame it in a way that that the people who are answering this don't do get benefit from it, so um, I would need to think a little bit about that specific question with 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 audio only and then video and and audio there may be a way to do that that I'm just not thinking about yet, but um. When it comes to socially listening and, and what they're interested in and what you want to find out, um, when, when it comes to writing that poll, you should really do it in a way that piques their, their interest and lets them know that they're going to get something out of it. And there's so many subjects that I can't really think of anything yeah, specific yeah. right now. But, uh, if, if you frame it like that and, and, and your actual question and answer in the polls are, are, are written really well you should get um participation in it okay all right well that's that's a good tip
0: i mean one of the other ones that i had an idea this morning um i've got a bunch of different um courses that i want to do some audio courses around and um two of them that are very similar are around podcasting one is our entire podcast system share that. So, you know, how do we start the podcast? Um, how do we keep it going? And all mm. the bits and pieces that are needed to to drive the podcast. So, I think there's value yeah. in that because we've kind of refined this over seven years. And the other one is, how do you um, how do you properly pitch for a guest spot on somebody else's podcast, and and then not just pitch and and land the guest spot, but actually then turn up, add a lot of value and and turn that into a relationship. So Mm -hmm. different things. There's a lot of similarities over um, some of the things to be done in there. So I could uh, probably write them both together. But that would be uh, an interesting poll, I guess, to go out and ask people, say, hey, I'm putting together these training programs. Which one should I do first? And would you be interested in Seeing a, a copy or something like that so, and in a poll yeah. format, obviously.
1: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that would be great. And, um, yeah, I mean, just thinking about it in, in general, I I think that's splitting it up into two parts. I mean, if if you were, if I were, if I were taking your poll right now, I would say, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would, um, you know, I would go for the uh, two part thing personally, just because not everyone who who needs part one would be part two versa so.
0: yeah yeah all right well there we go i've got my first response. so
1: you have one vote yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> great thanks bob
1: yeah sure all
0: right well this is fascinating i mean there's so much more to explore on linkedin but we want to leave leave people uh, to go and find out more about you on your post which we'll talk about in a moment i think it's a good point right. now to move on to the buzz which is our innovation round our lightning round i asked the same five questions of Every guest, and the idea is that you'll share some tips to get the audience to go and do something awesome today as a response as a result. I don't know why I'm rubbing my hands getting ready for this, but I am so let's do it. All right, let's do (laughs) it. What's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative?
1: Just have an open mind. I mean, have an open mind about everything, and sometimes you may learn something that's more life driven that you can apply. In business that you may not otherwise think about you know crossing over from life to business because you don't have an open mind so you know oh that looks interesting let me find out more about that whether that's a, a podcast or an article you're reading or just a conversation with, with with someone have an open mind and if you're having a conversation with someone ask more about it you know why do you feel like hmm. like that I, I want to learn more Yeah, yeah curiosity is a big thing in innovation isn't it yep all right. What's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Um, we're lucky because we have a, a, a good base of, of not only corporate clients, but we also teach individuals. So like entrepreneurs and coaches and people who are in like, um, uh, real estate and attorneys and bankers and insurance people. So, um, you know, we, we have a good base of, of, of clients already. Ask them for feedback because they see you know for us they see what we do and experience and then they come back and say hey do you know what would help me or what would help us as 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 a company and then they'll tell you and then you'll either say oh okay we can do that for them that's fine or hey maybe we can do that for everybody so I think asking people asking people who are already using your product or service for their um, feedback and any improvements that could be fantastic Towards developing um, new ideas and, and and products because they're already using the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Starting a
0: conversation again, isn't it? And um, asking <laughs> your clients, what yeah, will help exactly. them? Exactly. So, really great. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. All right. Now, I mean, LinkedIn might be the answer to this, but what's a favorite resource that you use most often?
1: <laughs> you read my mind on that one. There is so much information on LinkedIn. And, and, and if you know how to search, sometimes it'll pop up in your newsfeed. Other times you may have to search for it a a little bit, but there are so many people out there sharing so much great information. It really is a, a treasure trove to just find out what other people are talking about in, in, in their industries or in your industry. And, and you look at something and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I wonder how. How we can use that again that goes back to your first question but specifically for the tool or system i think linkedin is really a great resource for that
0: hmm. yeah and i have to i have to say that um you know i i mean people still use facebook messenger to send me messages and so on even though even though i've told them probably 50 times now i don't <laughs> go on facebook anymore i mean i do yeah. post i do have some automation set up that posts my blog posts and my podcast mm-hmm to Facebook so that people that live on Facebook can see it, but that's really all. I don't go on there. I don't engage on Facebook, um, but I do on LinkedIn. That's that's the platform that I, you know, the social platform that I'm completely focused on right now. And it's exactly what you say, you know, the value that you get there. I mean, some people just post nonsense, but the vast majority of people that I'm connected to are posting really informative stuff. And there's so much to learn
1: there and conversations that you can have. Sure. And then don't use Facebook for research, please. That's the only other thing I'm going to say. All right. Well, enough about hitting on
0: Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. yeah. Um what's the best way to keep a client on track?
1: Um uh so just Specifically for us, uh, we use something called teamwork, which, and, and we've got it set up so that it hums in, in, incredibly. So that's what keeps us on track, which then keeps the client on track. The other thing that we do is, uh, and, and and I'm gonna to speak to our corporate client face at, at this point is we work extensively with them before the engagement even starts so that we get expectations set on both sides. We make sure that we are specifically tailoring exactly what we're doing Before we get started, we get total agreement on everything. And, you know, we we work within their systems. We may even have to learn a little bit about their systems as well. So that, so that once a specific engagement starts, boom, it's there. We go, we get done on time, on budget, and, and, and hopefully we have a a Stark Raving fan after that. Yeah, I love it. If you don't set expectations
0: up front, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, aren't you? It's like, yeah, where's the finish line and where's the path to get there? Um, And teamwork, just for anybody that may not know, is a project management system that I had a look at a while ago, but I'm I'm not using that one now, but project management system is definitely uh, really helpful. Mm -hmm. All right, and finally, what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves?
1: Just get yourself out there put yourself out there. If it's the most scariest thing that you have to do, (laughs) you still have to do it. Otherwise you don't have any way to differentiate yourself because you're uh, uh, amongst the crowd. Anyone who gets themselves in front of the crowd, even if it's for like five, 10 seconds, they are differentiating themselves from anyone else, even in that short time. And that's especially important in, in sales when, when you really want to be thought of someone, who is like an expert who, you know, who you want people to come to you for advice, whether it has to do with the sale or just advice about something that they're already doing. But if they don't know that you're available, how can they contact you? Mm. How can they think of you as that person? So I simply just, you know, just just get yourself out there. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's great advice. And uh, as an introvert, it, you know, it's always. Like it costs me a lot of energy to put myself out there. It's sure. You know, I, I find it does it me too. Quite tough. Yeah. I. Whenever I'm, you know, whenever I feel that resistance, I remind myself that hey, I've got stuff that will help people. I've been around for a long time. I've learnt a lot of things. I've had the privilege of speaking to people that have taught me lots of stuff, and I, I,
1: tell myself it's a responsibility to share that with others because it can help others. So. That like everyone has value. Yeah, everyone has value, and I think that people who are introverts may not, for for whatever reason, may not realize that they do have value, and 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 in sharing that, they can you know they can become that person who, like I said before, pe- people come to, and everything that you just said to, I think, is very important.
0: Right. Well, thanks, Bob. This has been absolutely fabulous. Now, where can people reach out to you and learn more about the work you do, about your podcast, and maybe even say thanks for what
1: you've shared today? Sure. So our, our website is socialsaleslink.com. We have information there for both individual salespeople or entrepreneurs, one man bands, or very small, uh, very small groups that, that, that may want, um, Training, we, we have a couple of different programs as well as, um, drop in coaching sessions. And then we also have a uh, full corporate training as, as well available there. And then they can connect with me on, on, on LinkedIn. I, I love connections. I love keeping in, in touch with people. Um, they can search for me just Bob Woods and social sales link. I should, the, the, the gods of uh, LinkedIn willing, I, I should pop up there. The only thing that I ask is just write a, a, a note with the connection request and just uh, mention the Nova Buzz just so I know where you're coming from. I was just going to
0: add that. I said, don't just hit this <laughs> request connection. And if you're doing it on mobile, um, a little tip there is I learned this recently. On mobile, if you click the more button before you hit send, it actually gives you the option to add a message, mm-hmm. which is a little different on desktop. You know, you're you presented with that option before you send. Whereas right. on mobile, if you click the button before you hit more, the request goes without a message. So, yeah.
1: And then, and then another real quick, uh, quick tip on, on desktop. And this is just for general types of things. You may see all different ways of connecting with people. Um, you know, unlike people you may know or, you know, all the suggestions that LinkedIn throws at you, and then you'll see that little uh, little blue or green or whatever, whatever color it is, connect button there. When you click it from anywhere else but the profile, it will send the connection request automatically without giving you the option of including the note. So, if you want to include a note, you always have to send from the person's profile.
0: All oh, right, that's something I didn't know. So thanks for that tip. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Now, do you have some parting advice for our listener today,
1: Bob? Um, You know, I I think I'm going to get back into um, uh, sales and and, and business development here a little bit more. So things have changed. Even before the pandemic, things were changing so much before that. Now that we've had the pandemic, and I think we're coming out of it, God knows, I hope we're coming out of it. Uh, Things have changed just a lot more um so just you know don't be afraid of that change in embrace it and figure out how to deal with it and and we obviously believe that social selling and linkedin is 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 a big part of that especially for b2b but um you know no matter what challenges that you have you know you just got to figure it out and there are always resources out there to figure things out but you just have to accept that you know. Change is not only inevitable, but nowadays change happens very, very fast. Yeah,
0: and uh, I think one of the things that the pandemic has really highlighted is, you know, there's things that happen that are totally outside our control. And, um, you know, we've uh, spent some time complaining about it, and I certainly have. I'm certainly frustrated. We're still in lockdown here. I'm certainly frustrated that this has gone on for so long. But I keep reminding myself that I can't change that. Um, But what I can change is my response to it and how I deal with with the change and, you know, preparing myself for, I mean, hopefully within the next month or two, we'll be coming out of lockdown as we get very high vaccination rates and then things will change again from where they are now. And so how can I, and they'll change for the better, so how can I prepare for that and what are the things that I can organise now to get ready to do when that time comes?
1: That's a great point. That's a great point. Finally, Bob, who else should I get on the show and why? Yeah, so I like um I like Larry Levine or Daryl Amy from Selling from the Heart. So um they're sales trainers and um they really take authenticity and building trust in the sales process to of uh, to like the, the next level, seriously. Uh it's really impressive stuff. I actually knew Larry back from when he was selling copiers and, and I met him on LinkedIn. Imagine that. And, uh, and, and both the transformation he's made himself from that to what he's doing now, along with everything that he's done and he's developed, um, in, in sales coaching is really impressive. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with, with him and the job that he and Daryl have done with, with the entire property. All right. Well, it sounds
0: fascinating. So we might get an introduction on LinkedIn from you to Daryl and, um, Larry and then reach out to them there and, Begin a conversation. I'd love to make it for you. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and insights with us today, Bob. I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Learned a lot about LinkedIn and wonder, some wonderful tips about starting conversations on LinkedIn and and you know leading to relationships that could lead to business or maybe just lead to a whole lot of other things that then lead to business um, in a second or third degree connection way.
1: Um, so exactly
0: been fabulous i i really appreciate you sharing all that with us and you know it's all consistent with our philosophy of making marketing human again and, and podcasting like you're human
1: so all the best sure. for the future and let's get this conversation going thanks jerry i appreciate it it's been a great time had a lot of fun and um and uh hope 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 your audience finds uh finds something valuable in all of this thanks <music>
0: hope you enjoyed that insightful and really informative conversation with Bob, and took something away from his episode. I particularly like Bob's philosophy of adding value and using LinkedIn to start conversations first. I'd love to know what you took away from Bob's episode. Leave a comment below the blog post, which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Bob Woods. That is B O B. W-O-O-D-S, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill, inovabiz.co forward slash Bob Woods. You'll also find contact information there, of course, for getting in touch with Bob, as well as links to the Social Sales Link website, to Bob's social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you like this episode, please do share it with two other people that it might help. Tag me in on that share and I'll reach out to you with a special surprise. And we'd love you to leave a review on this episode because that will help us to know what you like most about the podcast and it'll help us make the podcast better for you. Bob suggested that we have a conversation with Larry Levine and Daryl Amy from Selling from the Heart on a future Buzz podcast episode. So, Larry and Daryl, keep an eye on your inboxes for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Bob Woods. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including Amy Mellon, co founder of the True Heart Social Impact Search Engine and partner at True Heart Cause Agency, and author of Off Script. Mastering Business Improv, Peter Margaritas. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from Innovabiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.